Welcome back, Heartbreakers. I'm Amanda here with my co-hosts. I'm Madison. I'm Kelsey. I'm Juliana. <laughs> On today's episode, we are super, super, super excited to have Sarah Hogle here with us. Say hi, Sarah. Hi. Um, so we're going to talk about your writing journey, um, just like magic, obviously, because it's holiday season now. So, But before we get into that, I would like to know what everyone has been reading since our last episode. So... Jules, you can go first. Okay, let me pull up my, my Kindle. Why, I, never, I was going to say, why would you ask her first? She never I, don't, I know, I, I don't know, because I'm hoping maybe one time she will have her stuff together. I know. Okay, so I read um, Tis the Season for Re- Revenge. Did I talk about this last week? You did, but that's fine. Shit. <laughs> I haven't read much. Oh, oh, I read um, Untying the Knot by Megan Quinn. Ooh. And it was really, really good. I loved it. I laughed so hard. It actually reminded me so, so much of You Deserve Each Other in the sense that there was like, um, it was like second chance to a couple that was already married. And then they were like pulling pranks on each other. And it was just, oh, it was so good. It was hilarious. Like I just, I laughed the entire time. The ending was not where I thought it was going to go, but I have no complaints. It was so good. That's the one That's you were texting us about yesterday, right? Yes. Yeah. And I was literally texting. I was like, please, everyone go read it right now. It was so good. You got to ask someone what they're reading. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Someone else speak now. Okay. Madison, what have you been reading? Um, well, since I put out Just Between Us, I cannot read contemporary for a while. So I am in my fantasy girl era again so I read the cruel prince series in like two days and then now I'm back and I decided to get back to my roots and do a Sarah J Moss um read through again because that's what I did when I put out just go with it and I was like you know what now seems like a good time so I'm starting with assassin's blade and going all the way through it's very exciting Kelsey, what are you reading? Thank you for asking. <laughs> I'm so excited oh. to tell you guys. Okay, well, okay, so first off, I finished um, Waiting for Tom Hanks by Carrie Winfrey. It was super cute. It brought me out of my book slump. And then- I love that book. It was very cute. I like it. Um, and then I started it again, A Court of Mist and Fury. And now I'm invested. So I think like the beginning was a little bit slow for me so that's why I had to like listen to part of it to get over that slump and now that I'm like halfway through well almost halfway through it's very good I'm invested I need to know what happens so I went I'm to the so book excited store. for you we told went, you like thousands of times <laughs> I know I'm sorry I just wasn't in the mood for it I would so, like the record to reflect that we told you thousands of times <laughs> I went to the local bookstore yesterday for small business Saturday I found the third book there because I was like I need to be prepared I'm probably gonna well, like not fly through this like you guys would fly through it but like in a month I think I'm gonna finish it <laughs> so I'm very excited um and that's it what did are you, you did you end up finishing in that um meet me under the mistletoe by Jenny Bayless um no I haven't finished that yet I think I'm gonna save part of that for closer yeah um, but it's also very very good it's already I can tell it's gonna be a five star the cover of that is so cute it is so cute. I think Jenny Bayless can do no wrong. She's amazing. I think I'm going to go back and listen to her book that she came out with two Christmases ago. 
I can't remember what it's called though. It's not a season for second chances. It's the one before that, but it's very good. Gotcha. Um, Amanda, what are you reading? Well, I actually Sophie Lark. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm still reading Sophie Lark. Um, between, let's see, I finished um the brutal birthright series and then i read the first two in the underworld series which are ivan and snow and then i started the kingmaker series and i read on friday well thursday friday i read the air which is the first one and then saturday i finished no friday i finished the second one and then i realized i had to go back and read two more from a previous series so i read that one of them on Friday night. And then I started the other one yesterday and I haven't had a chance to pick it back up. So that's what I'm working on right now is still my Sophie Lark deep dive. Oh, also I was listening to, I've been listening to Romancing the Duke by Tessa Dare on audio too. So. I love that book. Yeah. Um, Sarah, what about you? What have you been reading? I am a really terrible reader. I read like (laughs) maybe one book a month. I'm just... (laughs) I have concentration issues, but I've been doing a reread of um, Two Wrongs Make a Right by Chloe Lee, ahead of a virtual thing that she's got at the Rip Bodice in a couple of days from now. Oh, well, so that'd be to finish it in time. Just, Where is yeah. the Rip Bodice? I feel like I've. California, I think Culver City, California. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'd like to go there someday. Yeah, this that's one of the romance only bookstores, right? Yeah. Okay, so I was telling them a few weeks ago, I went to Chicago and I think there's only two or three maybe romance only bookstores in the US. And when I was there, I got just like magic. <laughs> Did you go to Love Sweet Arrow? Yes. Yes, that's the one. Aww. Yeah. So that was really exciting. That's cool. Yeah. You live in Ohio, don't you? Yeah. That's where I'm from. I, I live in Tennessee now, but I'm from like north of Columbus. Oh, I'm from the middle of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> I lived, I lived in the middle of nowhere also, but you can uh, see Ohio from my front yard. I live in West Virginia, but really? we live right like in the tri-state area. Oh. In Michigan. You cannot see, you cannot see Ohio where I'm Michigan. from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Michigan. So Michigan is a bad word in my house today after. Yeah. The- well, I will game. let you know that I went to Michigan state. I'm a Michigan state alum. So I hope you'll let it slide that I live in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> my dad actually called me yesterday and started telling me everything that went wrong in that game yesterday. And I was like, dad, I don't know how many times I have to tell you, I don't know how football works. Um, but he was telling me everything that went wrong. And I was just like, yeah, when I was in, sorry, this happened to you. When I was in home goods today, Amanda, everything Christmas decoration was like all Michigan. It was very weird. That's disgusting. Home goods. Yeah. Interesting. Like not West Virginia. It was all Michigan. That's disgusting. Why? Because I hate Michigan. (laughs) Okay. I went to Michigan State. I naturally hate Michigan. No, I mean, like, it was just the state. It wasn't, oh. like, any football stuff. Okay, well, that's, that's strange. It is yeah, very it was strange. very weird. But it's also really cute. I love that, actually, now that I realize that you're not talking about the University of Michigan. I was like, do you not like where you live? I'm so confused. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I don't. You guys realize that I do live in the middle of nowhere, so. I actually told someone that this weekend. Uh, Josh's cousins went to Michigan for Thanksgiving. 
and they were talking about how they were like up near Canada. And I was like, I know someone who lives in Canada, but (laughs) Michigan. I don't, but it's pretty close. They were like, we were in the upper peninsula. And I was like, I know what that is. Cause that's where I I do. Yeah. I don't want to come visit you. I feel like that would be so magical. Right here. Right here. Is it really yeah, cool? I pulled out right the now? map and I was like, here, let me show you where she lives. Surprisingly, it's not. It's been like it's probably like 45 right now, but um, we got like over two feet of snow last week and it's now almost all melted because it's been like 50, 60 all week. So it's really weird. It's 51 hmm. here. Yeah. Well, I live in Alabama, if you can't tell by my accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an also in BFE. <laughs> Do you, um, you ever get snow? Me? Yeah. Uh, every couple years or so, just randomly. Um, the other day, like, when was it? Like a couple weeks ago, it was like 20 something degrees and I was like, snow. And then it did not. It was just, mm-hmm. it was just sad weather. I can't imagine a winter without snow. I yeah. wish no, I, I do miss winter. that. I don't. I, I wish don't. I had winters <laughs> without snow. I don't know how I don't miss though it's snowing and then having like gray sludge on the side of the road for like six months I don't miss that but I do miss like the occasional fluffy flurry snow I will say what's nice in Alabama is like if one snowflake falls like school everything is canceled like work school you will not go anywhere because it's just we're terrified of it like we can handle tornadoes like nobody's business Justin will be outside in the front yard like in his underwear looking out at a tornado just fine but if it snows even just a little bit we're gone like we just assume we're dead we have we don't have enough bread like there's just no under like I don't understand that at all I don't either I mean it's just it's culture We get a fair amount of snow, but like everyone loses their mind when it first starts to snow at the end of the year. Like everyone goes to the store and buys all of the water. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just Tuesday here. So. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. 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 Okay. We need to say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else want to say it? All right. So first thing on our little outline here, Sarah, is for you to tell us about yourself. So if you wouldn't mind, even though we just talked about you for a bit, but (laughs) you could tell us about your writing journey as well. Okay. Well, I am a mom of three. I live in Southern Ohio and I have three published rom-coms. The first is You Deserve Each Other, the second is Twice Shy, and the third is Just Like Magic, which is my first holiday romance that I really enjoyed writing. I feel like I could write holiday back to back and not get tired of it. I love that. I do too. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, you could tell us about like selling You Deserve Each Other, that sort of thing, writing it. That book is easily the funniest book I've ever read in my entire it's life. It's just so, pure gold. It's it so is. Good. My, There's all my I tabs. Thinking, I was talking about this <laughs> with him last week when we teased having you on the pod that I just made my sister read it. And we went to a concert last weekend together. And while we were driving down there, we were talking about it. And both of us were just crying, laughing, just talking about like certain scenes. And she was like, 
David, her husband thought I was insane because I could not stop laughing. And she was reading it at work and she was like, I was just giggling at certain stuff and people was, were looking at me like I was crazy, but the book My is My favorite thing old. in the world is having people read that book and then getting their text reactions as it's going. And they're like, I'm not sure how I feel about Nicholas. And then it's <laughs> like, I think I might be starting to like Nicholas. And then it's like, Nicholas is the best book boyfriend in the world. And I'm me? like, yes, girl, you guys, that's what we're living for. Do you yes. guys remember my messages about it? Cause all three of them read it before I did. So yeah. I was texting the group chat as I was reading it. Like Nicholas kind of sucks. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> I would lay down my life for Nicholas by the end of that book. So we did a whole episode on it. Like we have an entire episode on how much we love that book. So if you haven't yeah. listeners, if you haven't listened to it already, you should probably go do that. Yeah. I feel like we were like, let's talk about our favorite parts of the book. And then we recited like the we whole read book. Basically we read the entire, entire book. book. Basically yeah. just read it all for you. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Oh, we do love that book so much. It was fun while writing that one to be like, because Naomi is an unreliable narrator and you don't really know who you want to side with sometimes. You might go back and forth a little bit, but it's like at the beginning, you want the reader to think that Nicholas sucks, but not so bad that like he's irredeemable. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of see a little bit, oh, well, this is why maybe Naomi sucks a little bit from his point of view. And then... Yeah. You did an amazing job. With yeah. Them. So good. Yeah. So was that like your first book that you had written and sold? I know we <laughs> Sarah on, she, Take that as a no. she had tried to sell a book before Sarah Grunder Ruiz. And yeah, I, that whole process is fascinating to me because we've never attempted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you deserve each other was a, a total surprise to me because I had been querying agents for years with all kinds of books and like I never got any bites so it's like I would write a book I would send it off to the agents the agents would all say no I would write another book I send it off to the agents the agents would all say no so with you deserve each other I mean I don't even know what book that was it was because I've been writing for like 10 years something like that oh wow but um I didn't think that it would go anywhere, but I just did my usual routine. All right, I'm done with it. I'm going to send it out. And then I'm going to start writing the next thing. And I got an offer from an agent like three days after I sent it out, I think. Wow. And I thought, well, that's very strange. And then when I had to notify the other agents, I got like three more offers or something like that. And then... I had the book sold within a couple of months and it was just completely unreal because oh it still God. feels like I'm the person who writes the books and they get rejected. Oh. So it's really, really weird still to be getting books published. It, do it doesn't sink in, I don't think. Did you self-publish any at all or no? No, I tried to self-publish one but like that didn't work out. And then I thought, well, maybe in the future I will. And I'm still kind of thinking about that because I see a lot of success with hybrid authors and it looks mm -hmm. really interesting, but also super complicated. Yeah. 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 It's a lot, but we it love it. But it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the I, best way to describe it. Like you get a and, lot of control over it, I would assume. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's nice. I changed my book both times a week before I had sent them out. Like before it was published, I made changes, which is ridiculous. But wow, which is which is sounds great, Um, (laughs) but it can also be uh, a big disaster because you know you can make changes all the way up till the very end. So you're questioning everything you've ever done up until the very end because you're like. I could change this if I wanted to. So it's, it's a blessing and a curse, but we yeah. love it. But we had Lynn Painter on talking about doing hybrid and she, she loved getting to self-publish. Um, do we want to do questions? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for it. Go for it, man. Oh, I can go first. okay well we basically talked about why you chose traditional publishing um what is your writing process are you like a pantser or a plotter how long does it take you to do a whole book like start to finish I am part pantser part plotter I guess I come up with um like maybe a paragraph of what the premise is and usually I don't really have very much on the characters themselves at first I kind of figure out who they are as I go but I'll have a a few lines for premise and then I write half the book and then after that I make a chapter by chapter outline so the first half is really foggy and I just roller coaster I just do whatever and that's really fun and generally I write in bursts so I will write for about a month and that'll be my first draft and then I'll spend the next few months editing it. Mm-hmm. Do you use like um, the Story Clock Workbook or Save the Cat or anything like that? No, I've never read any of those. That makes me feel better because neither have I. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I might see authors like, I swear by this. And I'm like, I'm probably not very professional because I don't do any of that. <laughs> I feel like we all do it very differently mm-hmm. yeah so it's always fun to hear what other people do I think with my second book that I just put out I well I rewrote it a few times but <laughs> on the on this last go around I kind of did that where I I did like all of my edits rewrites to the first half and then I was like I need to figure out where this is going and so I outlined the last little bit and I actually really liked that because it gave me freedom at the beginning but then I had a better direction of where I was going at the end that's kind of where I'm at with my I almost I almost said my title with my third book (laughs) with my third book I am doing the same thing because I'm about 55,000 words in right now and I'm just like how how is this going to end because the conflict has now completely like gone out the window it's been solved (laughs) So I had to have something different in there. And so I had really fun the first like 35,000 words and now I'm getting to 55 and I'm like, what are are we doing here? Because the goal was like 85. So I'm getting to that point. And I think that's what I'm going to do from, from this time is just like do like a detailed outline for the rest. So I can see that being like a good system to go by. You guys have seen my outlines. There will be like certain chapters that have a one paragraph description or a one sentence (laughs) description 
And then others, I will literally write the whole chapter in the chapter outline because yeah. I just like- You also outline so well. And then like 30,000 words in, you're like, I just threw my sucks. outline in the trash mm-hmm. and caught it on fire. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see where <laughs> we're going from here. That is well, very chaotic. Lot, yeah, Sarah, I'm a lot like you where I'm a discovery writer with my characters too, because you can't like, you can try. I've tried to like do personality tests and stuff for my characters and it just doesn't work because you can't, Get they to do what them. they want. Yeah, you <laughs> can't, and you can't get to know them until you start writing them and get yeah. inside their heads a little bit too. So I'm definitely a discovery writer as well. And so yeah, when it gets to halfway halfway point, I'm the halfway at the halfway point of my third book right now, and I've already had to go back and like rewrite a ton of it because I made a plot change. So yeah, it is what it is. I feel like the only helpful thing because I've tried to character sheets too and it doesn't work for me, but sometimes like Zodiac stuff helps narrow things down a little bit. Yeah. I've heard some people say Zodiac and like the Enneagram test Mm -hmm. that those can help because you can see like how an Enneagram, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but how a type two would act in a certain situation. Yeah, that's what I did with Just Between Us. Um, But then I felt like it was putting me in a box and I was trying to like make their conflict and I feel like that's where I run into with personality things whenever I try to do my characters and like this doesn't make sense because this isn't in their personality type and I'm like but my personality type that I have there's a lot of things that I do that other you know Myers-Briggs types like me or Enneagram types like me would not actually do so I'm like I have a problem with that but I could see that yeah People are contradictory. Yeah. No. Um, I have a question. So what has been your, I know you said you really enjoyed um, making, like writing a holiday book, but what was your like favorite book to write so far? Like what has been the best process or just the most fun or whatever you think? I think just like magic was the most fun for me to write because do any of you come from like fan fiction background? Yes. Are you familiar with the term crack for fan fiction? (laughs) That's what I wanted to write. I wanted to write just something off the wall that didn't really make sense. The first draft was even zanier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, it's so funny. My first book, it took me like two or three months. This is not about me, but just (laughs) talking. Um, My first book took me like two to three months to actually finish. And then my second one, I finished it in like three and a half, almost four weeks because it was a holiday book. And I just was like, like, I just had the most fun with it. It, And then it took me, however, how long was that? Six months to get to the point where I actually liked it. But I had so much fun actually writing it and doing like the Christmas and the holiday theme and like the lights and the skiing and like the, all the snow and like all the fun things because I was writing it in like July and I was not in the mood for Christmas, but once I got myself in that mindset, I was like, okay, Merry Christmas, everybody. It's July 4th. I don't care. <laughs> it was, it was really fun though. So I could say I that. I feel like holiday is also fun too, because you can really get yourself in the mood for it by like mm-hmm. turning on Christmas music and things. Like yeah. I feel like it's a lot harder to write like a summer romance in the middle of winter. It has <laughs> been know, hard. Problem. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What were you going to say, Sarah? I think I interrupted you. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, who wants to ask the next one? I will. Do you have any weird writing quirks or habits? 
I think I might be boring. I don't know if I do. <laughs> like when I'm writing, I can't really pause and say, or like leave something for later. Like a lot of authors do like, they just leave something and they say, come back to this, but I will go, you know, fall down a hole on Google and I have to research a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't even make it into it. Like I can't save anything for later. I have to do it all right now. I think that's the closest I have to a quirk. See, I <laughs> cannot let myself do that or I will do the exact same thing. I literally have to like, write, come back to this later because I have spent way too many hours falling down rabbit holes like that. So I have to force myself to do it. And then, but it is, it feels like I'm like holding in a sneeze by not, by not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> do you um, like to listen to music or do anything like that while you write? I feel like that's a very dividing question. I have to listen to music, but it really? can't be unexpected music. I have to like have all of the lyrics memorized or I'm going to sit there and listen to it and pick it apart. So for just like magic, I listened mostly to classics. Like it was so easy to put myself in the Christmas mindset because I was working on this for like a year, something like that. So like in the summertime, you have to sit down and, you know, light my peppermint candle and turn on my music and just get into my Christmas spirit zone. Yeah. And then for our, um, Twice Shy, I listened to a lot of Fleetwood Mac. And for You Deserve Each Other, I listened to just a varied playlist, I guess, and a lot of rainymood.com. Oh, that's I good. love that. And then for my fourth book, Fleetwood Mac again, and then a lot of indie. Mm. So, book. You, yeah. What no, is, I picked up on that you too. You snuck What's that in there. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Is there anything you're allowed to share I, yet? I can, oh, yes. I can say something in the new year. Okay. But I'm oh, really okay. excited. We will be holding out for that because now we're all very excited. It's yes. my favorite thing that I've written. Ooh, I love that. Ooh, love. I'm excited. I'm excited. So fun. I'm excited. It's always nice when you're excited about what you're writing too. It makes it so much <sighs> easier. So much easier. Well, that's another, Sarah Grunder-Ruiz basically told us, you know, if you're not enjoying writing it, don't write it. Like, it's, yeah, because if you can't get behind it, nobody else is going to get behind it, Mm -hmm. so. I think that works on a chapter level basis, too. Like, if you're just dreading it, it feels like a slog, do something else. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that makes a ton of sense. Are you more of like a mood writer or do you like sit down at the same time every day and just write? Like, do you have more of like a routine or is it you just kind of write when you feel like it? When I'm writing a book, it's basically every minute that I can. I work off of momentum because I'm just so terrified that if I take a couple days off, I'm going to get burnt out and I'm never going to go back to it. So I just plow through every I wish I was more like that <laughs> I, I feel that though me. because yeah, we're in a lot of food doing that though <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I get, I get like that especially in editing I just 
ignore all of my other responsibilities because I hate editing so much. So I feel like if I don't like plow through it, then it just, I'll never end up doing it and never come back to it. But Mm -hmm. I just do nothing else. Well, and with you being a mom too, you know, I mean, it's kind of, I'm sure that, I don't know how old your kids are and stuff, but like, I'm sure that makes a big difference. Cause for me, I mean, my daughter's one, so I have a lot of time with her. In fact, she's probably gonna wake up any second now, but, um, I'm spending, if I'm not at work, I'm with her. And so if like, for me, I'm similar where I have to write anytime I get the chance to, because if I don't go for days at a time, then I feel terrible. And that takes me like 30 minutes to get back into the space that I was into the setting. And then by the time I get there, it's like the baby's crying, go get the baby. It is chaotic. So. Yeah, doing stop and go is really hard because you have to sink into it. And then every time you're pulled out of it, like you have to come back and you're like, what was I doing? Yeah. Yeah, I have three kids. They are three, six and 13. Oh. And they, I think that's probably the trickiest part of writing is trying to balance being a good mom and being present and writing a book that doesn't suck. <laughs> I would love to eventually be like a full-time author one day where I could just have that as my only job but like I have a full-time job and then this and then I'm a mom and so it's like any little bit of piece of time I have I'm like immediately going to write so it's hard to get like you said that touch and go like that in and out in your setting um who are some authors who inspire you India Holton like immediately comes to mind. I love her. She's mm. so imaginative. Like she's so creative and really funny. When I was reading, uh, like I can never remember the title though. <laughs> the League of Gentlemen, Gentlewomen Witches. Mm-hmm. There were so many lines that I would just stop and be like, she did that because they were so witty, but like bananas. I just, her brain is amazing. I love her so much. Yeah, I read her books this year. I guess guess it's been in in the fall. I read them both and I loved them so much. And I'm so excited for her next one that comes out. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I've seen other people reading it and I'm very jealous. Yeah. I want to. (laughs) Carrie Winfrey, she writes such cozy books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love her. She's a cozy queen. Mm -hmm. Cozy queen. I love that. I was reading Waiting for Tom Hanks. I was like, I need to go turn on all of these rom-coms now, all these Nora Ephron films. Do I say that right? Nora Ephron? Yes. Yes. She. It was very cozy. It was like exactly what I needed to get out of my book slump. I love her books too because they make me, they like make me feel at home because I haven't lived in Ohio in like eight years. So every time I read them, I'm like, this just is so perfectly Ohio. Like it really, <laughs> she like nails it. She does. <laughs> she makes me want to live in Columbus. Yeah. I, like I said, I lived out, I lived North of Columbus for most of my life. And then in high school, I lived like 45 minutes South of Columbus. And I'm like, man, I regret never living like closer because it just seems so magical actually living downtown but we live we only live I think two hours away and we've only ever been like once 
but it is a fun city. Y'all know where I'm at, so. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. I don't get to Columbus very often, but I went there for my launch. I went to the book loft, which I, I only go heard there about so from. Bad. From that book, from Waiting mm-hmm. for Tom Hanks. So I was like, I have to go to this bookstore. She makes yeah. the German village sound so cute. and <laughs> Perfect. I, I want to go there really bad. I think it would be really cute to go, especially around Christmas time. It's adorable there. And I isn't thought... the book loft like a massive, like 32 room? Yes, yeah. it's huge. <laughs> like the rooms are tiny and you like go upstairs and you go around here. They have a map when you go in there. That's to try to find the rooms. I have to go. I bought very sincerely yours when I was there last year at the book loft and it was so fun to like buy one of her books from there I think yeah. that's the other one of hers that I've read and I love that one yes that's I the one with the application that's so good it's the Me best too. here that's I what bought- I buy every time I go out of town I bought a book in Nashville I did not about what, what did rather- you buy Amanda yeah would you rather Mads did too and then oh, I that's still right. Still okay. haven't read it. I um, I got a keychain. I got a keychain too. You're and a dead. pin. And a little pin. Um, oh, here, ask the next question. Let Someone me ask. I just asked the last one. Yeah, let me ask this one. Okay, so if you could give a piece of advice to aspiring or new authors, what would it be? Don't give up. I think like you kind of have to be a certain level of delusional <laughs> when you're, you're just trying over Super and over relatable you got to yeah. believe in yourself even if like nobody else is doing it yes <laughs> you just keep going you keep trying like I feel like you practice enough you will get better and the, the odds are that you'll get there at some point you just keep going mm-hmm. right I think your story too, where you had, you know, queried several books before you sold You Deserve Each Other is something to consider for everybody going forward to that, you know, you're now traditionally published, you've got three books out with a fourth in the works. And so that's a a major success story for, you know, not giving up and being tenacious. So I know I feel like, um, I don't know what I would do if, like, I don't know how I lived my life before I had read You Deserve Each Other. That's how so, I feel. Like, I'm really, I'm really glad that that book is now in my brain, like, and my on my Me shelves, too. and I can just pick it up whenever I want. So, I'm so it is glad my your brain too. <laughs> it's my ultimate comfort read. I've read I it like at least five times. I love that book so much. No. Uh, that's insane. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember going to the bookstore and being like, what was the book Madison told me to read? She was like, you deserve each other. Go get it right now. All all the time. So wonderful. Like you were talking about India Holton and how her brain works and how it's so, you know, incredible the way, but that's how I feel about you. So yes. Yes. No, (laughs) you deserve each other is the book that like, if I see somebody just anywhere near that book in the bookstore, I'm like, you should get that. You should buy it now <laughs> i'm like working on my um current novel and i'm like 
I think this is funny, but like, is it Sarah Hogle funny? <laughs> That's the standard. It is. Oh standard. my goodness. Or That's like Sarah and that here. We love Lynn Painter too. So Sarah and yes. Lynn Painter. That's what we yeah. always say. We're like Sarah Lynn Painter. Like <laughs> I haven't read her books yet. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love them. So I'm a good. horrible reader. Uh, Mister Wrong. They're very much like your style. Yeah. Too. Do you like, listen I'm to books, Cindy? I can't. Like no, okay. I get hearing problems, so I can't do that. But um, okay, like, I try to read. I try. Well, we do recommend Mister Wrong Number as well because that book oh, is also okay. hilarious. That is. I also love um, better than the movies. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I have it on my shelves though. Has anyone read her her newest? What was the last one she just released? The Do Over. Also, yeah, that on my shelves. I Kelsey, you that. would love this book because it has a hot pink cover. It's really? stunning, and then it has like a <laughs> like a sunshine yellow spine, like contrasting spine. It's so pretty. I'm obsessed with it. I'll have to I send you a it. picture. Yeah, yeah, send me a picture. I will. But big fan. Yeah, contrasting spine. Um, our usual next question would be, what do you have coming next? But you already <laughs> told us that you can't tell us. <laughs> you told us you can't tell us. Nice. Um, what can I say? Like, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. That's okay. <laughs> That's we can wait. Contemporary romance. It is a rom-com. Love it. It is kind of witchy. Ooh. adds to tbr right now yeah Kate, <laughs> where do i send Stay my less, money honestly where do i send my money is what i want to know mm-hmm. it I has my that. favorite trope in it i don't know i don't <gasps> get in trouble but <sighs> okay then on an unrelated <laughs> note completely unrelated what's your favorite trope <laughs> oh well unrelated my favorite trope is second chance from yes we love second yes. chance. Oh my gosh, yes. This is my favorite. We love second chance around here. Oh, like so, so much. Good. It's the it's the best trope. Can I you tell really us when is. this one comes out so we can schedule you for the pot again? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Soon. As soon as you release that date, don't be surprised if Madison is in your DMs like um we need to schedule you immediately. Yes. <laughs> It feels like a long ways out. I will say that. Oh boy. Mm. So probably like 2024 is my guess, but. Oh no. Yeah. That's okay. (laughs) We'll just keep rereading. You deserve each other until, you know, until it happens. I actually need to reread Twice Shy. I've only read Twice Shy once. Um, I didn't read it. I haven't read it. But I have it now, like a physical copy, not just the Kindle copy. So I really need to do a reread. Are we doing Would You Rather or another one? Oh, boy. Well, because I, I just think, found a really good Would You Rather question. I think standard okay. for author episodes is Would You Rather. So now I have to find one. Okay. okay. Kelsey, you I go. go. Yes, Sarah, okay. let me preface this by saying you absolutely don't have to participate if you don't want to. But we do end every episode with a bookish type Would You Rather question. So. All right. Okay. So let me find it again. Oh my gosh, where did it go? We've used so many of these <laughs> on these lists. I know, I can't find any more. Like there's, yeah, we're going to have okay. to start coming up with something else next year because anyway, go for it, Kels. Would you rather experience Hogwarts or travel around the world for a year at no cost? Travel Ooh. around the world at, at no cost. I'm going to Hogwarts. Are you kidding me? I think Let's I'd go see, to Hogwarts. Here's the thing is that there's the Hogwarts 
joint at Disney <laughs> so no it's also not the same, also, not the same. Uh, but here's the thing is there are so many places in the world that I would love to visit and if I don't have to pay for it you can bet your sweet little ass that I'm traveling the world <laughs> but you'll never have the chance ever again to experience Hogwarts in Hogwarts like there's magic but there's I will food also that never right get the, the chance to travel the world for free either so you might you might win one of those yeah, I'm still going with traveling the world. Sorry about it, which is crazy right. because I am a huge Potterhead, but I have to have to. So Jules, you picked Hogwarts, right? Mm-hmm. I did. Um, I think I would do travel Girl. because then I could travel to all the places from like the movies, you know? Yeah. There's and like we and could go all to- the other places in the world. Mads, we could go to Valeris together. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. But it's not really Valeris. It is though. <laughs> Hogwarts is really Hogwarts. It's really <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You've got a point, Kelsey. I'm still traveling the world. Sorry about it. Sarah, what would you pick? I think I'm going to travel the world. <laughs> that's the right I answer. have not been anywhere. I've got a long list. So if I can get there free. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly my thing too. There's so many like bookish places that or places that are in books that are based on real places or are made up places and they use that as inspiration. And I'd rather be able to go to all those places than just one from there are like, I mean, all of Europe, like just pick a country and I want to go there. It doesn't even matter which one it is. So, and South America, Australia, New Zealand, I mean, (gasps) yeah, there are just a million places that I would love to go. So Yep. Okay. That's an easy one for me. I'm trying to find one. I'm still trying to find one. Does anyone else have one? I'm trying to like go super far down Google. That's the bottom of the list and scrolled up. These are all so lame. I know they really are. This is like, it's getting way more difficult. To Do you remember play. the first time we ever played this? And I was like, okay, would you rather be attacked by a bear or a shark? Yeah. <laughs> what was Jules that she tried? Jules was not appropriate. And they were like, Juliana, you cannot ask Jules that. was not a bear. I was like, would you rather like, what did I say? It was like, would you rather... Oh my gosh, it was something awful. It was, it was, was pretty the, bad. The, the <laughs> it cousin, was pretty bad. And Madison and she was like, yeah, I would rather like what she's she, it was like pooping out of your mouth or something. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Would you rather taste poop every time you ate yes. anything, or would you rather I don't yeah, it was something weird. Either way, you taste poop though, no matter Either what. Either way, you taste the poop. Oh, yeah, have, or have bad. taste buds on your butthole. That's yeah. that was the other end of yeah. it. It was really bad. There was also the cousin sex one two don't forget oh, that about that bad. one that was really yeah bad. so jules we're not allowed to do random ones because jules ruined it so. <laughs> <laughs> i have to just do bookish <laughs> we have to specify bookish because well those are the best questions to ask it like i mean those are fun those are but you definitely want to get attacked by a bear because a shark will just drown you <laughs> you're right i think you're right see I- that's exactly what i said and they were like you'd rather get like what and i'm i'm like Oh, I don't want to drown. I'd rather the bear I'm thinking like with the bear, I could play dead. I'd rather the bear just kill me. And then instead of having a shark drown me and then feast on me for several days. After. But then I also think I, I could absolutely one. punch a shark Sorry. in the nose. 
Yeah, go ahead, Madison. Sorry. You have a book <laughs> Wait, hold on. Do any of you guys watch Impractical Jokers? Yes. Yeah. yes. I haven't yeah. in a long time, but yes. Yeah. That, Josh just showed me a video today where they put Sal in a box in a zoo with a, a like a bucket from KFC of fried chicken. And he was in like a bear's thing. And he was like in this like metal crate. And they yeah. made him like shove the pieces of chicken through and the bears were eating it until it was completely gone. I think I could do that if I was in a cage. Why? As long as it's not like a polar yeah, bear because those the- are very aggressive. Mads, was that his pun- like his punishment? Yes. But okay, like, why does but- Sal always get the worst punishments he on really this show? He really does, and I live for it. Does. But like, no, the cage was like very small. He was like, I can see in their throat. And he Sal like, is a big dude, their breath so- in my mouth right now. <laughs> I need to watch that. <laughs> oh my God. Like that right show here, is you know? hysterical. Not very far. And he was like having to put it through, and they were eating it through the cage. And when we talked about the bears just now that made me think about that but back to my would you rather um (laughs) would you rather live in your favorite character's world or have your favorite character live in your world i just would rather live in my favorite character's world because she lives at the beach beach. (laughs) naturally (laughs) easy you could just live at the beach anyway though that's just true just saying what did you say jules uh, my favorite character in this world, for sure. See, I'd have to pick a favorite character first. That's what I'm saying. I don't know who my favorite <laughs> character is, but I'm assuming they would like it here. <laughs> Madison, I want to know what your answer is. Who's your favorite character? Um, probably Aelin. Yeah, I was thinking Throne Aelin. of Glass. Yeah. Um, which would be super fun to live in Throne of Glass. For sure it would. But it's also like, you know, a medieval type fantasy world. And I do love my cell phone and running showers and all of those things Hard. so as much as i would love to live in the throne of glass world i think i'd be like hey bestie come visit me here in modern america i think aelin would absolutely thrive in modern america she really frankly. can i ask a question that's like a little bit off topic what year does this like what is when is this supposed to take place in um, a fantasy world yeah it's a fantasy world yeah but like what year alternate I- not a real one <laughs> yeah so like, but i feel like it'd be more like what the year for that would be like like medieval renaissance type yeah oh okay that's a okay, really sorry. tough question but like with modern language is i don't know yeah kelsey it's a really tough question to answer for a number of reasons yeah so there's okay. that um Those i would live ones. in favorite character's world because it does not say that the favorite character is not also in that world True. so you can kind of oh, cheat yeah. both. True. You could have both. Who, would, who would your favorite character be sarah i think hal from hal's moving castle oh, oh i haven't read that neither what is it hal from hal's moving castle hal's moving i need to add that have any of you read hal's moving castle no oh. wow this is shit what genre is it it is kind of young adult fantasy but it's Mm -hmm. like i don't know it was written in the 80s so it's like a special kind of british 80s fantasy okay interesting it's very cute love that adorable who has i have one okay (laughs) 
You sound very excited about that. I have one too. So well, I finally found one. I'm excited. It's number 103. So it took me a minute. Um, would you rather bring one of your favorite characters back from the dead in a series or be able to prevent that um, a character that you love from dying? Does that make sense? Like yeah. you can bring someone back or you can prevent them from dying. Oh, God, yeah. that's so tough. I would like I to mean, prevent them from dying. Wait, how does that work? Yeah, I, I was about to say. I feel like that's Hold kind on. of the same thing. I'm going to read this word for word. I think that's my mistake. Would you rather bring one of your favorite characters back from the dead in a series or be able to prevent slash know that a character you love in a book, oh, you are currently reading, will not die. That's what I messed up. So one that you're currently reading and you know they're going to die, then you can prevent it. Or you can oh. bring another one back. Oh. Prevent it. Oh. I don't want to see anybody die. I was just about to say, I don't want anyone to die. Probably yeah. prevent it. Me too. I guess if it's like, if I'm reading a book and I'm like, there is the possibility of them dying, but I don't know, you know, I'd be like, well, I'm, I'm yeah, going to use my save. What if you choose somebody that's not going to die? Then you just prevented the death of somebody that wasn't destined to die in the first place. So like, you can't, I think I'd have to bring somebody back from the dead. I keep thinking of Harry Potter because we've been talking about it. And there are several characters in Harry, Dobby, for example, I would love to bring Dobby back from the dead. Wow, so, spoiler, Amanda. Oh my God. Uh, Ridiculous. <laughs> Harry Potter. What was head. the Sorry about theory? That yeah, or said or Hedwig or Lupin and Tonks, uh, Fred, literally I'm anybody Hodor that Hodor in Game of Thrones. Literally. I was thinking Hodor. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Sarah's thinking Lauren. Oh, I would say, oh, no, no, no. I would say, wait, can I? It's not a book. But I guess Game of Thrones is a book, but we're talking about the movies, I guess. I don't, or the show. I don't know. I would probably well, say- All those people um, I just named in Harry Potter died in the books too, so. Oh yeah. I was going to say Grace from Peaky Blinders. That, oh, that's also a spoiler. I have zero plans to watch that, so. Oh, it's so good. I want to write a book in that era so bad. I think what? about all of the Nicholas Sparks characters he kills off to like all the- <laughs> He kills off literally Jesus. everybody. Oh yeah. no. Or like, what about not um, have to do this? Tell us what about what's her face from 28 Summers? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sybil from Downton Abbey. Oh. That was yes. Me. That was unnecessary, honestly. I haven't forgiven them. No. I quit was, after the one dude oh, died. I also have a T too. I was like, I can't do this anymore. You yeah. Know, you know, I don't trust much. them. I don't trust them. <laughs> I also have a throne of glass one, but I can't say it out loud because spoiler alert. So Mads should know though. I'll text you about it. The, the one in Kingdom of Ash? Yeah. That was devastating. The big one. Would yeah. I like throne of glass? Yes, but you have to read, you have to finish Akatar first. So don't even worry about it right now. Okay. <laughs> you should finish throne of glass in 10 to 15 years. Yeah, it's a commitment, <laughs> but it's a completed series too. So there's that. Is Akatar not completed? No. <clears throat> How many books are in it right now? Technically four in a novella, but five. And there's supposed to be seven, right? I think so. Yeah. What really? Yeah. That's crazy. Who's next? Time. Probably we don't Az, know. But my guess is Az. I hope uh, so. I love him. I love Az too, but. 
I have, I have, I mean, we could go in that direction. Yeah. We don't have time. Be, I haven't done my would you rather yet. So. So we don't have time to go. We don't have time for, we do tend to get off on SJM tangents because Madison and I are obsessed. So, but all right. Just like once or twice an episode. Yeah. We can't help it because I mean, you're about to reread the series. I've spent all year or not the series, but all of her books. I spent the year rereading all of her books. So um, I I've still have not. You're reading Akatar. I very have first not book. reread CC two yet, though. So Mads, when you get there, we're gonna buddy read it. But okay. Anyway, here's See you my there in ten to fifteen business days. Yeah. Um, would you rather suddenly gain an ability or skill possessed by the main character from the last novel you read, or suddenly have the job of the main character from the last novel you read? Power or ability. Easy. Power or ability. I never yeah. want any of the jobs that people have in books. I'm like, I, I don't want to work. Same. See, I've been reading Mafia Romance. So <laughs> <laughs> if I have the ability to just like murder people, that doesn't seem great in modern society. But you maybe can have I, the ability without doing it, you know? That is I true. I feel like that's something nice or, to just like have in your Or I could, pocket. let's just say, if I had the ability to defend myself like these people do, like with my fists and stuff, that'd be pretty cool because I am pint size. So I actually just told Josh last night, I was like, you know, I would like to be more fit. And he was like, you look fine. And I was like, no, it's not about that. I was like, I, I would like to be able to know that if I am cornered in an alleyway, fight your way out that I could vanquish my enemies destroy them I was like I would like to be able to run upstairs without being winded you know (laughs) (laughs) I was like I I would like to be able to do the things that a fantasy heroine can do super relatable yes and he was like okay I see where you're going with this and I was like yes so I was like we are going to clean off the elliptical that has been is that in his office is that where that's hidden is in his office yeah but now it has a mattress in front of it so I can't even get to it (laughs) (laughs) can you even get in that room that room that was filled to the brim with stuff as it was no (laughs) no No. um I did clear some things out so we could hang our laundry in there to dry um but I cannot get to the elliptical. But that's part of the challenge, you know? That is part of the challenge. <laughs> it's an obstacle course. It's an obstacle course. So when I'm at. running up the stairs of the House of Wind, you guys better be looking out. Yeah, you and Nesta are about to just take Valeris by storm. So Yes. So that is my goal. That's, that's what I want. I don't care how I look. I just want to know that, that I can, can destroy someone yeah. with my back. I'm very curious why you just said Nesta. Didn't you? Yeah, I did. Why? Because Court of Silver Flames is Nesta's book. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we did not finish that Would You Rather. Did everyone answer? I did. Um, I did. Sarah, did you answer? Yeah. Wow. I don't remember the question. Would you rather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't have to have a question. It was the, yeah, I would take the power. I don't want anybody's jobs. Exactly. Um, Boo. Do you have a <laughs> would you rather you want to ask? It's perfectly fine. If not, we gave you no no heads up. Heads up. <laughs> I've been liking our last couple ones that we've done. What did we do with Madison's episode? What did you ask us? 
pick oh if you were on a deserted island the top three and then with mine I don't remember what I want to be stuck on a plane on an airplane with I only remembered because I just edited that episode this morning so I like that style and naturally Madison and I both we talked about SJM for a hot minute so yeah that's that's Kelsey picked resand so yes because if the plane goes down he's got wings oh yeah there you go Andy's really nice to look at. <laughs> That's why I picked Rowan, quite frankly. What does Rowan look like? Hot. The Witcher, but with face Hot. tattoos. Hot. The Witcher? Yes. I thought you said an Avenger, and I was like, which one? No, the Witcher. <laughs> the witcher okay well i think that's all that we have for you sarah we won't keep you on here while we do our tangents for the next half hour yeah we do tend to do that don't we it takes us about 40 47 years to wrap up episodes so yes (laughs) Uh, this was so much fun we cannot wait to see what you have coming next Mm -hmm. um i'm sure we will have a 30 minute tangent talking about that book on some future episode <laughs> or just dedicate a whole episode to it like we did you deserve each yes other, so. yeah. all right oh, well thank you everybody this yeah. is really fun yeah thanks for joining <laughs> us here we appreciate you. it thank you absolutely bye bye, bye. i don't need to clap <laughs> i don't need to clap oh boy is it just us? I thought it got better at the end, but the beginning was really weird. That was hard. Yeah. Well, she seems very introverted. And it, yeah. It, with like people like, like, super, like, like soft spoken. Yeah. And we're all somewhat intro. Like all of us have some kind of part of. Right. But we also gonna, know each other really well. That's so. what I was going to say. Like yeah. we are so used to doing this like once a week or two. I to can't do this. Believe so she's really a 13 year old. Right. I was thinking that same thing. I'm like, how old is she? She looks, she like, looks like she's I don't know. She said she was querying for like 10 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably- so I wanted so bad to be like, so what do you do with all those books that you don't publish? Yeah. Can I what? take a little look see? I really want to know. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine writing a book and then just doing nothing with it. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, holy crap, I would That's just a lot of work. A witchy second chance though. Take my fucking money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh I I say less. That's yeah. I don't even need <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's all Sarah I mean. Hogle book already getting my money, but then yeah. you say second chance, witchy, witchy. Dumb. Also, she writes second chance like no one's business. True. I just love it. Very true. All right. All right. Um, look at this. Ready to get off, guys. We're okay. only an hour in. I'm like stupid proud of us right now. I'm so proud of us for getting off of there in under an hour. Yeah. Like not keeping an author on here for longer. For like forever in a day. Like we yeah. really were like straight to the point on that. So I'm proud of us for just flying through the questions. Like just, just get it done. Yeah. Not that I want to like kick people off. We have lives, you know, we got. Yeah. Food. Like I want to go read. I have not, I haven't even started I my need to go read. Five Well, it's long. also one thing for us to keep each other on here for like two plus hours, but yeah. it's quite another to keep an author yeah. here for that long. I think I'm going like to decorate my did. tree. Like I still have not decorated it. mine, Kelsey. Lynn. It's uh, uh, have any of you, decorated. I'm not going to say who, have any of you gotten any secret Santa things? Hey, when do, when's our um, Christmas free for all episode? 
it's, it's not for like two more weeks, so we're gonna have okay. to sit on these packs. Some of my person's gifts you know, so that sucks. To... Maybe we should just get on one day and open them, and then we can record the free for all episode yeah. at a later date. Some of my people's gifts though aren't coming until like December sixteenth. My gosh, sorry, I didn't know cool. that until after I ordered it, but I guess because it's like custom. A couple of the ones I already ordered have shipped, so. A couple of one of my gifts. Yeah, also- well, I did use Etsy, so that's why I was like, "Let's record it for the free for all," because I know that mine, some of them probably would ship quickly, but some. Well, Etsy and that's stuff why I was also forever. like saying that if you get gifts, like like, and mine, I tried to put. Oh, never mind. I put Secret Santa around. on all of mine, in place of the recip- recipient's name, so that I, person will know when they're no longer yeah. getting gifts. I also have a confession. I ordered mine before people started sending their wish lists, so they didn't get anything. Dad. <laughs> but they are really cool. Kelsey. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to see what that is. Oh my gosh. Whoever got Kelsey, good luck. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I really did pick them out with the. I really think out. I'm like 98 sure I know who Jules has though. So do you think? Mm-hmm. I'm actually. Okay, gonna- let me get off and you I'm say. Gonna, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna text you right now. Okay, but <laughs> if it's right, you can't say know. yes because I'm not gonna say anything. There's I'm only four anything. of us. It's pretty easy to. It's obvious. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not gonna say anything at all. I'm not even gonna react to it. I'm just gonna. Good like- luck with that. <laughs> no. Anyway. anyway, I want to tell my person so bad. <laughs> Can we just tell her? Can we just say who we got? Why are no. we doing this to ourselves? No, it's the principle. No, it's not. We're all going to know eventually. I really, I don't, you guys have to know that I hate surprises. I hate we them. Could I think we should just, just say who we got. The presents that we got. Oh, I guess we could do that. I mean, it would still be a secret. What presents It's still a secret that way. I really okay, want to know everybody shout me. at once. <laughs> I really want to know who has me so I can try to figure out what they bought me. What if we all yelled out the same name on X? I told you guys that happened at my Christmas party last year where somebody bought gifts for two people or two people bought the same, bought a gift okay. for one person. I'm like Listen, tracking the gifts. If right we, if we do this, we cannot tell what presents we got. We have to at least keep that a secret. Yeah. No matter how much you hate surprises, Amanda. I'm fine with that. I just want to know who has me. Okay. 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 Ready? Um, Jules can go first. <laughs> wait, do we want to guess? Wait, guess? hold on. Let's, let's close out this wait, episode. Yes, let's get recording. Oh, yeah. Hold let's on. close out this episode and then we'll stop recording and then we'll do oh. it. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. No. I know. Okay. So somebody else can talk about our next episode because it's with me. So I'm not. What's talking. our next? Oh, okay. okay. I'll do it. I'll do that. And then Jules, you can do the wrap up. Closing. Okay. Let's go. I'm sitting like a frog. Let's go. Okay. Next week on the pod, we are going to be talking with a very famous author. We're so excited to have her on. We cannot believe we get to chat with the one, the only. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Amanda the Chaperone. I thought about you said her. the Amanda myth. That's what the I Amanda thought. Was like, what? Cool freaking name. There is your the uh, man, the myth, <laughs> what's the, man the myth, the legend. Amanda Chaperone. Oh. 
but yes, we're so excited to talk about on the line. So tune in next week, heartbreakers for that. I cannot (laughs) wait to get to know you guys. I'm so excited. And to to talk about your writing process, which we've never done before. About myself and my books and yes, my writing process that you know nothing about. Not at all. None. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. Um, head over to our Instagram at heartbreak.pod. We would love to have you over there. We are thinking about possibly having a Patreon at some point in time. So see some updates about that over there. Um, we've got merch now and lots of fun things. We do a lot of author giveaways and just fun stuff over there. So yeah, head over that way. See you next time, Heartbreakers. Oh, 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 oh,